Hey everybody, welcome to Integrate Yourself. I'm your host, Allison Pillow, and you can find me at pureenergypdx.com. So today I wanted to share with you guys some thoughts of, that I've had recently talking to clients, but also just reflecting on my own story and my own uh past or my own history, I should say, with uh, injury. And I've not really shared a lot of that on this show. And actually, I haven't shared a whole bunch of that with uh, a lot of my clients either uh, here and there when they're going through issues of injury and coming back. And I, I share that. But I'm, you know, I think what I was reflecting on is that there are so many aspects to injury and what people go through when they get injured that's not really talked about, including depression. So it can get, you can start feeling almost a feeling of learned helplessness, like you're feeling of like a victim, like you can't, you can't take care of yourself or you can't do the things you used to do. And that can be pretty depressing. And I definitely went through that myself and I'll share with everybody what kind of injuries I had. And most of my injuries that required surgery happened when I was much younger. So I was a junior in high school. And uh, for my knee surgery, I had reconstructive knee surgery, which I did when I was, I blew up my ACL and uh, tore my medial uh, collateral ligament and my uh, lateral collateral. So pretty much there was nothing holding my knee together. And I did this in gymnastics. So I was doing a floor tumbling pass and I had a weird landing where I was not completing the twist in the air and I was twisting, I was continuing to twist when I landed on the ground. So therefore, when I, when I looked over, it happened so quickly and I looked over, my foot was up near my hip and uh, it was intense pain and then all of a sudden, no pain. Uh, and so I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm okay stood up, started trying to do something, you know, uh, put some weight on the knee and it, there was nothing holding it together. So I was like, okay, well, there's, this is definitely way worse than I thought. So long story short, I had to get surgery for that. And I was, this was my junior year in high school. I was going for a scholarship, a college scholarship in gymnastics. That was my goal. And so if, if any of you guys know that that's like a crucial year for really proving how good you are to other colleges, you start, you start taping at the time we had videotape. So videotaping yourself, uh, and sending it to colleges, some of your best meets. And then I had, uh, a great meet warm up that day. It was probably one of my best warmups I'd ever experienced. I thought I was going to have a great performance, and you guys remember me talking, if you remember the show I did with Mike McCastle, and uh, I'm not sure what episode it is, but I'll reference it in the show notes. But I had talked to him about flow state. And that was the one time that I remember being in flow state. Like it really stood out to me uh, when I was warming up my beam routine in that gymnastics meet. So that was the same day that I actually blew my knee out, which was kind of ironic. <laughs> so my, the height uh, I felt like of my career was also kind of the ending of my career in some ways. Although I did come back from that injury and ended up uh, competing in three years of college gymnastics, and I did get that scholarship. So uh, that's a little bit of what I want to talk to you guys about today, is that just because 
we have an injury, it doesn't mean it's permanent, doesn't mean it's the end all be all. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You have to be in it. You have to be in it for the long game. So what that means to me is that you learn the skills to recover from that injury and you continue to stay positive. Uh, you can feel, you know, again, feel what you need to feel. Don't suppress anything, obviously, but there is, um, there is something about having a positive attitude and being able to heal better. I'm going to go through a lot of the things that I've learned through the years being injured when I was younger and now some of the injuries I've also experienced as an adult. And I bring this up because many of my clients feel very defeated when they get an injury or they feel like this is now this is my new normal or is this going to be permanent? And I always I've been injured so many times that I kind of see now that it's not and I can see the body's ability to recover but I can also understand how many people really have a hard time connecting with that because maybe they have never been injured maybe they have never had it any points in their life where they've not been able to do the things they've always wanted to do or could do before it's it's a hard place to be but uh, what I felt like sharing with you all today was that there is there is a, a place that you can go to to start healing faster. There's there's skills that you can learn to recover faster when you get injured, and um, and again focusing on the small successes in that are really helpful too to keep you positive and and focused on on your direction with that. Uh, so that's what we're going to get into today, and I'm going to go through uh, some tips and some also just things that I've learned along the way. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is, the, I guess, the first lesson that I've learned throughout the years of being injured many times. And uh, again, reconstructive surgery. I'll just go over these injuries real quick so you have an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, ankle surgery three times. I broke my ankle in the growth plate when I was, I think, about 10 years old. And I landed really short on a vault. And then they put screws in my ankle. And then they had to go back in for surgery to take the screws out, essentially because they said if I was going to continue to do gymnastics, uh, if I had these hard landings, the screws would actually kind of go deeper into the bone with that kind of force and they didn't want that to happen so they ended up having to take the screws out which I'm actually really grateful for that they did that Um, and then later in college I had a bone spur that developed in the front of my foot and I had to get that shaved off and then after that I broke my ankle again uh, on in the tibia area so um, and then I've also broken my foot quite a number of times I've broken probably three or four toes and uh, I, my back has gone out many, many times. I've had a uh, protrusion in the L5 area. Uh, I landed, uh, I kind of split the beam and landed on, um, on my pubic synthesis, I can't say that, uh, on, in my, oh God, pubic synthesis. Symp- <laughs> Okay, let's say that five times. Um, And so basically I landed, I straddled the beam uh, from the air. And that was, that actually did a number on my hips. I've also broken my tailbone quite a a bit, many times. And I've landed on my neck. So uh, all of these things, like throughout the years, and even some of these injuries happened as an adult, you know. But but I have 
you know, I, I was able to really get through them nicely as a child, but, and, and recover. But then later, you know, when you stop doing a sport that demands so much physical energy and where you're just really, uh, like gymnastics, there's really not many things like gymnastics out there that you can replicate and continue doing as an adult. So once you stop, your body just kind of, you know, restricts in a lot of ways because you're not using it the same way. And the only thing I can really think of that would come close to it would be something like dance. And that's pretty much what I did. I'd always dreamt of being a dancer when I was younger too. So that was the other thing I really wanted to do. Um, in addition to being a gymnast. And so I decided uh, that I'd just become a dancer when I turned 20 and then start and, and um, retired from gymnastics. So that's what I did. So dancing was really great. But um, some of the dance I would do also required leaps and, and, and those kinds of really extreme dynamic things. And I wasn't training my body for those kind of movements anymore. So basically, um, you know, it was really starting to weigh heavy on um, the back area and the hip. And and so um, to make a long story short, I started having back spasms for the first time in my life when I hit my 30s after I'd had two children and also experienced diastasis recti. So uh, if you guys don't know what diastasis recti is, it's when the abdominal region separates when you have a child. So uh, it just stretches your stomach out your, your abdominal area out so far that it actually, the abdominal, the ab, alba linea, which is what that connective tissue is called to bring together your rectus abdominis actually separates there. And it doesn't really go back unless you surgically do it. And I've been able to bring it back together with exercise and some of the strength training methods I use. So with that being said, I'm just going to go over some of the, uh, again, back to some of the lessons I've learned, because clearly you guys can see I've been through a lot. And um, so it gives me compassion to really help other people when they're going through these things, because I know how it feels. But the first thing I've learned really is that the body has an innate ability to heal itself if given the right support. And so what this means for me is the right support is really energy. How do we, how do we provide our body with enough energy to recover from injury when we get injured. Well, we, we of course, give it rest, the rest that it needs uh, in, in the form of sleep, you know, getting enough sleep at night, that's crucial. But also if you're needing to rest during the day, that's important too, especially initially when you get injured, you know, you need to rest that area so it doesn't get more irritated. Sometimes though, with it depends on the energy, it depends on the injury, but Sometimes it's just, it's better to move more a little, continue the movement with certain injuries. And that's something that you would have to talk to your physical therapist about or your doctor about specifically to know if that's the case. Uh, The other one is like good movement, you know, knowing how to move to support that uh, area so that it can come back properly and uh, stronger even. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you come back stronger than you actually started with an area that you injured, which is amazing. And I've seen that happen too. Um, And then of course, that would be initially in the form of physical therapy. You learn exercises from your physical therapist and you consistently integrate those and implement those into your routine until you no longer need those anymore. And you can get, um, get an upgrade in your movement program, maybe from a personal trainer or someone who can guide you through that process. And then of course, uh, 
food, you know, having the right food for recovery, that's what's going to help support your body in healing itself. And I've talked about that in some past episodes uh, about how you can eat for recovery. And sometimes that just means eating a whole foods diet. It means having, you know, high quality foods in your diet as well. Uh, It means keeping the carbs in because the good carbs are really important for recovery as well. And those kind of things. And that's what's going to help you really build the energy or have the energy reserves to deal with an injury because actually you need energy reserves, uh, something a little more than what you normally have uh, on a on a day where you're healthy to uh, be able to direct towards that injury so that you can heal it because it takes a lot more energy. So keeping that in mind, that's that's where we want to go. The second thing I've really learned about injuries, especially years later. So this is something actually I've been working on most recently. And I really learned about this as um, in my midlife, I would say, about scar tissue. And I remember, you know, learning about this when I had gotten injured initially, like my uh, when I went through my knee surgery, when I went through my ankle surgery, the doctors were like, yeah, you have to massage the scar tissue. And I did that. But again, what happens sometimes with scar tissue is that, and this is what I've learned, it, it actually, uh, you have nerves that inter- innervate those, that scar tissue area, and they get kind of clumped up. And then they pull the tissue um kind of in the direction where you have the scar. So if it's not massaged, if it's not, if those nerves aren't kind of broken up in that area, they can create restriction in other areas of the body. So it's kind of like um, you have a, a pull in one area of your body, for example, like a knee, and that can affect the function of your hip. And that can affect the function of your lower back as well. And that's what I was experiencing so that pull in, in the inner knee where that scar was, was actually really affecting how I was running or my, my uh, ability to not be able to really run as well as uh, the ability for my knee to be able to straighten all the way or bend all the way. And I'd really been living with this restriction for many years until I wanted to perform a lot at a lot higher level. And so when I learned that I needed to get my knee uh, to mobilize it in a different way and be able to straighten it and be able to bend it better, which was also affecting my back, it was creating a lot of back restriction and actually unevenness in the back. So that was what part of what was creating my back spasms is what I learned. I'm giving you guys my story because I want it, I want you all to reflect on how you could think about your bodies this way. Maybe, you know, look at your history and see what what you've gone through in your life and see how that could actually have an effect on anything you're going through now and how you could look at those things and maybe improve upon them or make them better based on what your history is because it really just comes down to our individual history and same thing with my ankle. I mean, my ankle was kind of getting stuck and it would hurt and it would get kind of felt like it would get stuck in the, in the wrong place. Like the talus, if you guys are familiar with that bone was getting, um, in, in a really weird position at times when I do certain exercises and it was really painful and it, I couldn't get it like to get out of that 
um, that position, it would swell up and then I'd have to wait for the swelling to go down and rest it. And then it would feel normal again. And then I realized that, uh, working with my chiropractor who helps actually, she helps me with a lot of things just uh, other than just the back. Um, she helps me with my foot too. So she mentioned that there, the scar on top of my foot was affecting the function of my ankle. And sure enough, when I started using the cupping on the foot, uh, which is an acupuncture uh, tool that you can use and you can get that on Amazon. It's a silicone cup and you just use that, you know, to break up that scar tissue. And sure enough, after I did that, my ankles, my ankle started functioning so much better. It was kind of amazing. And now, um, my ankle can, I can run on my ankle and it feels great. Same with my lower back. There's no compression there. So I feel like there's more buoyancy and I can run, and just, it feels good now to do that because I've addressed some of these scar tissue areas and opened them up so that the joint itself can move a lot more freely. Cupping um, is one way you can do it. Skin rolling is another. So if you don't know what skin rolling is, it's just basically pinching the skin and moving that skin around that either restricted or scar tissue area. You can look that up online and... Uh, see what that looks like and, and try it on yourself. Um, as well as mobility exercises are always great to pair up with those kinds of things. So like if you're breaking up the scar tissue, you also want to do mobility with the joint to reinforce that movement. You can also do traction with your joints. Uh, I would recommend having someone show you who knows how to do that, show you how to do the traction part. And so those are all things that can help with your joint mobility. So your function physically, like helping you athletically, but also what I found is um, they've affected my biochemistry. So I'm able to, um, just because I've restricted some of these areas, which actually relate to uh, the rib cage area, I've also worked on those areas and that has helped me breathe better as well as it's helped me um, feel more relaxed and, and be more in the parasympathetic nervous system more often and uh, digest better. So if we want to be able to digest our food, we want to be more in the parasympathetic uh, nervous system. Sometimes when you have a restriction in your body, it could be causing you to feel like you can't breathe, you know, or constantly putting you in that state of sympathetic mode. And that's another thing to consider. I'm not going to get too deep in that to that today. But um, again, that's something to think about. Uh, the third thing that I've learned is that there's always potential to gain better function and get stronger post-injury. All you have to do is know what to do, right? You just have to gain the skills. You have to learn the skills and, and start implementing them. So whether it's physical therapy that you need to start with, whether it's strength training, so your post-therapy, your injury was a while back, but there's some things you could do uh, with strength training to help uh, or mobility to help you gain better performance in that area or to, you know, better function in that joint or, you know, less pain as well. That's a, that's a huge thing. Um, and then you're also committing to yourself. You're committing to feeling better, uh, having less pain, functioning better. Uh, you're seeing the long-term goal there. And uh, the fourth 
The fourth thing I've learned is that it's important to see the light at the end of the tunnel when recovering from an injury, even if you don't feel like it. So what I mentioned, the thing I mentioned earlier was depression. And it's very easy to get into a state of depression when you've been injured because, again, you don't feel like yourself. You aren't able to do the things you used to do uh, for a short period of time, depending on what the injury is. But that's why it's so important for the healing process to actually look at the positives in it and and know that you're going to get better and laugh during the process and find joy in the process. And maybe the fact that you've had to slow down a little bit has been good for you and think about it that way. Otherwise, you fall into a victimhood state, learned helplessness. I, I remember going through this myself, especially when I had my hip injury, which was, you know, a, a um, kind of an unwinding of that uh, injury I talked about earlier in this show when I landed, I straddled the beam from a flip. I was doing a flip in the air, missed my foot on the beam and actually straddled the beam and landed right on that bone, that pubic cent- synthesis synthesis bone right there uh and it's that was pretty painful um again that really had an effect on my hip later on in life and I had to almost learn how to walk again to some extent and and so that was pretty hard because I was I thought wow am I gonna is this gonna be like this forever am I gonna ever get better function again? Am I going to be able to do the things I really want to do? It can be very stifling for and and feel like you're what now? But that's when it's really important to surround yourself with people who can lift you up and help you through the process and guide you through it and people who know what you're going through and can relate and have the skills to to teach you what you need to do to get out of it. So Physical therapist, it's great to start there. If you know of a great physical therapist, acupuncturists, chiropractors, uh, personal trainers, once you get to the point where you can start integrating more strength then. So again, realizing that the state you are in is temporary. There is always improvements that can be made. So another thing I recommend is really focusing on the smaller successes instead of the overall fix. I've seen this happen a lot with many, with some of my clients coming off injuries. You're expecting to be pain-free um, all of a sudden, and it never hurts again. Well, you may be pain-free for most of the time, but then something triggers it, and that's pretty normal. And I don't think that a lot of people realize this. And and I know this because um, I've personally been an athlete for many years and had to really push through a lot of pain and realize that, you know, there's just things and not saying that's the way to do it, but that's part of the process of getting better in movement is that sometimes you're going to go through some discomfort. It There's not this aha moment where it's going to be perfect for the rest of your life. There may be some times where you trigger it or it gets, or you have a little pain here and there. And it's part of the process of the healing and it takes as long as it really takes but sometimes that can make us feel like we've started back at square one, and that's simply not the case. Sometimes the progress is going to go up and down. Also realizing that um, many athletes who are high level and high functioning have gone through so much physical discomfort and pain and trauma and many injuries themselves. 
but yet they they continue on. They continue on. They keep performing. They keep getting better. They keep recovering. They see it as that long-term goal and they're committed to it. So why can't we do the same thing for ourselves, right? Even if it's just a little injury that uh, gets you down, uh, it's just as important in that arena as it is to a high-level athlete, you know? It, if you could look at it that way, and realize that, you know, you're going to just continue on. It's going to get better eventually. You're going to do all the things you need to do to take care of yourself and to heal and realize that you will get better Then you will. That's what will happen. It just may not, it just may take longer than you're realizing it will take. And there may be some bumps on the road for sure. I remember listening to Laird Hamilton's story on Joe Rogan, and it was really great. I like listening to athletes talk about what they've been through because sometimes I forget that, um, you know, some of them have been through the the biggest injuries out of anybody. For, for example, Laird, uh, he had hip replacement surgery, and I was really surprised by that. I couldn't believe it because he, in my opinion, is a very high-level athlete. He's one of the best athletes of our time he's a a big wave surfer he drops down out of planes and or helicopters uh and drops down onto these waves that you can't that's the only way you can get onto them and he's had hip replacement surgery and he loves it he says his hip is functioning better than it ever has now i i'm not one to want hip replacement surgery i've always done everything that I can to try to avoid something like that. I always want to go through the natural means to to help myself. But if someone chooses that, that's totally cool. If it works for you, do it. But I was just really amazed at that story because it got me thinking, wow, there if if he can if he can do that, if he can get through that, if he's gone through something like hip replacement surgery and he can still perform at that level, then I can go through what I went through and come out really great on the other end too. It gives me hope. It makes me realize too that when you when you are committed to moving and you're doing things because you love to do them and you're finding joy in it, there is going to be some pain and discomfort in it possibly on a physical level. And, uh, you know, are you going to, you know, we don't want to dismiss it because it is important to pay attention to it and do what it takes to heal. But again, that's that's part of the process. And I think a lot of people forget we're in a, I think we're in a place where we're taught that you have to be pain free or there's no, you you can't be uncomfortable. And, and that's not really how life works. We actually are supposed to have some level of discomfort to push us into more growth. And so I guess that's the point I'm trying to make is that it's part of the process. And another part of it could be, what are you here to learn from your experience? Why are you slowing down? Are you needing to learn how to care for yourself better? Is this something that an injury is teaching you? I know that it has taught me that. I've learned so much about self-care and so much about recovery because of my injuries, which I don't think I would have learned about it the same way, or maybe not at all if at all, if I hadn't gone through that experience. Another thing to consider uh, is that maybe you need to learn how to receive care, receive love and care from others. 
there's something deep in you that on a spiritual level you're needing to heal because you possibly did not get that when you were younger. Uh, Everything relates as I'm learning to our relationship with our parents, no matter who you are, no matter what kind of a relationship you had, good, bad, or otherwise, everything you learned and are playing out as an adult is going to relate to how you, what you experienced as a child in the relationship you had with your parents. So your parents teach you how to trust receiving love in the world, receiving care in the world, receiving things that you need from others. We all need other people. And so sometimes I've learned from an injury that this really makes it very hard to be completely independent. And sometimes, uh, most times I have to rely on other people to help me and to care for me so that I can start to then care for myself, but I have to also receive that from other people. So again, another way of looking at an injury as a a blessing in your life is you're learning new skills. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes injuries can be a blessing in our lives to teach us more about ourselves. I know I personally have learned so much about the human body as well as how to help other people through my own injuries. And and I have also developed compassion for people going through those things. Um, back pain is the worst. You feel like you're never going to walk again. You know, it's it can be very depressing, uh, especially when you've been when you've been uh, performing at such a high level and then you can't even get out of the bed. It feels terrible. But I'm here to tell you that it, it can get so much better and you can come back from something like that and maybe even perform better than or feel better even than you had before. So I thought it was important to share some of my own story today. So I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I want to wish everybody a happy fourth. If you are in the United States, Uh, happy Canada Day, which I think was uh, July 1st. And happy summer for those who of you who are in summertime right now. Uh, I hope you're having a beautiful day. Um, thanks again, everybody. And I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Integrate Yourself. The information on this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or prescribe. 